Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Ace Ball. Today I am riding solo. Uh, Raymond has a family event this weekend and he is not making it. Gabe will make the next podcast. I don't think Raymond is going to make the next podcast either. And then the next uh, weekend podcast, we are not having a week 16 podcast or article. I believe Raymond is still going to be gone on his little trip, and I will be in Seattle for a wedding. And the wedding is Saturday, and that's our usual recording date. So we will not be recording next week. There's only going to be three days of games anyway, so we won't be missing too much. Uh, so really, it's the best week for us to miss podcast on our weekly end. So we will not have a podcast next week. Sorry about that. I know you're going to miss us. We will have the podcast on Wednesday, though. Uh, we're going to be doing a real or fake for pitchers. And we're also going to be playing a dynasty. Would you rather? So that's going to be fun. By the way, this weekend is one of my favorites of the year. You know, the Cardinals are terrible. Um, we have the Futures game today. It actually starts in about... 30 minutes of my recording. I'm trying to figure out where to stream this thing as I am recording this podcast. We have the MLB draft tomorrow night at 7 p.m. We have the home run derby on Monday at 8 p.m. And the all-star game, which is the worst part of the whole uh, event, really, is on Tuesday. I'm going to be flying to Seattle, funny enough, during the game. So uh, don't really care about the all-star game. I do think, and if you haven't listened to the lead, the latest Sleeper in the Bus podcast. They talk about Justin and Spore. We're talking about um, doing like how ML or N- NBA and NHL have like skills competitions. Like, why doesn't MLB do that? I am so down for that. I don't get it. Why don't they do that? They should be doing that. It would be so much better than this All Star game. Anyway, this week, uh, the break this week is going to give us a nice little breather. It's going to give us a chance to evaluate our fantasy baseball teams, how we can improve them, and look at the other teams, have more time instead of worrying about lineups in daily leagues. We can have more time to look over other teams and see where we can trade and improve the teams. Uh, so this weekend is always a good little breather. Or you can just take the whole thing off of fantasy baseball and not pay attention and do whatever you want. So kind of your choice on how you like to proceed and how you like to do you during the break. Um, it's also a good chance for front offices to – figure out what they're going to do probably after the draft in most cases, but we'll see what they want to do on their end and their measures, how to improve the team. So as always, we will be starting with the lineup notes. The Baltimore Orioles are running out of lineup now with, uh, that's looking like Gunner, Adley, Santander at DH hitting third, Austin Hayes hitting fourth, Cedric Mullins fifth, O'Hearn 6th, Kowser 7th, Westberg 8th, and Adam Frazier 9th. Uh, Frazier is a little out of place there, and so is O'Hearn. So we'll see if uh, Norby and Hirstad make appearances. Someone may get traded. We'll see. It's very likely also to trade at some point out of this lineup. Uh, on the pitching side, I think Colt Irvin is about the end of his rope. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez looks like he's coming back soon. Should happen after the All-Star break. We'll get more into that below with the waiver ads. Boston Red Sox, Jaron Duran has played himself into a platoon leadoff role with the Bo Sox, while Adam Duvall has played himself out of a job. Red Sox are going three-man rotation right now. Chaitown White Sox, Oscar Colas is back. I'm interested to see if he can start translating some of this hard-hit data 
into real stats. I'm still waiting for that. I still think there's way too much swing and miss, and the uh, plate skills are not there for this guy to actually be a good hitter. But, you know, he could always put up one of these Adolis Garcia-type profiles. Uh, seems to happen a lot. A lot of swing and miss in some of these Cuban guys. Cleveland Guardians, Cal Quantrill already got hurt. And thankfully, it appears like we're going to get some Logan Allen wraps again after the All-Star break. Cody Morris was called up in his stead, Quantrill said that is, to join the bullpen, not the rotation. So we'll see if Allen is coming back up after the break. Detroit Tigers just pitched a perfect, or not a perfect, a a no-hitter today. Uh, Matt Manning pitched seven innings, and then they did a combined no-hitter. I don't know how many pitches he was at when he came out. Uh, It'll be interesting. I'll have to look that up to see how many pitches he was at. Javi Baez, though, been incredibly bad lately. Uh, I don't think he's going to be trade candidate because he's been so bad. I don't think they can even move him. Erod is still one of the better pitchers on the market, so he is probably still going to move thanks to an opt-out at the end of the season. And they don't really need him now with the emergence of Reese Olsen, Tariq Skubal, and Matt Manning. Uh, with that, that triple-headed monster and probably a Casey Mize return next year. And they have some other guys, too. Uh, they've got Ty Madden down in the minors. Um, they've got a couple other guys. So they've got they've got some pitching. Joe, obviously. Uh, they said they've got some pitching in the system to come up. I don't think they really need Erod. Houston Astros, Mauricio Dubon is temporarily back at leadoff with Altuve on the IL just for a week or whatever. We'll talk a little bit more about that further down the lineup here. Kansas City Royals. Look at that. One week after I said Michael Garcia should be leadoff and Bobby Witt should be hitting second, they're doing it. I know they're listening to my podcast. Hey, hey, where's my credit? I want some royalties for this lineup. Salvi's hitting third, Prado hitting fourth. Drew Waters is a good name to check out in deep leagues. He's doing well lately. He is not on my ads per se, but if you're in a super deep league, he's one to look at. And here's a name. Here's a hint. Get head on this name while you still can. Carlos Hernandez is setting up now and could end up the closer if Scott Barlow is traded. So this may be the time to start trying to add Carlos Hernandez uh, because once Barlow gets traded, you will not be able to add him anymore. LA Angels. This lineup without Trout is a little rough. There's a little too much lefty-righty going on in the lineup, I think. Uh, Renfro should probably be hitting fourth, but he's hitting sixth. I don't really get that. But Angel's going to do it. What the Angel's going to do. And Neto should be coming back soon to help this lineup down the stretch as Trout recovers four to eight weeks. Minnesota Twins. This lineup is so strange when Jorge Polanco is missing for the top. Correa. I don't, I don't know. Twins. I don't, I don't really get this lineup. New York Yankees. Volpe, back at leadoff after having a strong week. Oswald Peraza continuing to rot away at AAA. Carlos Rodon finally back. Made his Yankees debut on Friday night with a kind of a lackluster start. He didn't get shelled or anything, but he only had two Ks. So kind of a weird start for Carlos Rodon, who's usually a big strikeout guy. But this is his first start of the season, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. Oakland Athletics, Astori Ruiz hit the I.L., and I am questioning if this is a phantom stint. I don't really understand. They're hitting him ninth. He's their best player. Hit him ninth. I L him. Uh, maybe he's actually hurt, though. I don't know. Tony Kemp is leading off now. And the A's top four hitters are all lefties. So, obviously, they just don't 
care about winning. Very strange. Barely ever see something like that. Seattle Mariners. Uh, there are Mariners Cardinals rumors out there over a potential Logan Gilbert trade for, depending on who you hear from, Tommy Edmund or Brandon Donovan. Uh, pretty interesting. I'm liking it. I love Logan Gilbert. So as a Cardinals fan, I cannot wait for something like this. And it's also funny that a Cardinal would be pushing Colton Wong out of a starting job. Again, one of these guys. Because Wong lost his job to Edmund. And uh, I, I don't know. It'd just be funny to see that happen again. It's like, Wong would be like, Tommy! Ed to Tommy! Like, again? <laughs> like, what? Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Brandon Lau is back, hitting fifth. Josh Lau, low, hitting sixth. See, it's already causing massive confusion to me. Um, unfortunately for the Braves, Tyler Glass now was removed from a very strong start against the Braves last night. Uh, looks like it is cramping was the issue. So I don't think we really see anything with that. Um, hopefully. It's good news. Texas Rangers. Why is this Cody Bradford kid even in the rotation? Don't get that. Looks like Will Smith still has the edge in the closing also to Eraldis Chapman. Toronto Blue Jays, Alec Manoa back, and he shoved against the Tigers. Eight Ks in six innings. And this is the same Tiger team that just no-hit the Blue Jays. So uh, I know one has nothing to do with the other, but still, fun. Let's see if he can do this against a good lineup, though. Alec Manoa, I don't know how they're going to line up the rotation after the All-Star break, but let's see who he's against. It'll be interesting to see how he rebounds off of this good start. National League, Arizona Diamondbacks. We just avoided a huge Corbin Carroll scare. And Carson Kelly seems to be getting the majority of the catcher reps now to Gabriel Moreno. D-backs are a major buyer candidate to watch over the next few weeks. They need some pitching. They just promoted Dominic Calzone. <laughs> Calzone, yeah. I, I don't know if that's really how you say it. It's like Dominic Pizza, Dominic Calzone. Or is it like Piazza, where there's some other weird pronunciation? I don't know. I've never really had a calzone. <laughs> anyway, he's been, he's been one of the hottest hitters in the minors this season. So uh, just more bats for the D-backs. They have a bunch of guys still. They've got Kyle Lewis doing nothing, and they've got uh, Dominic Fletcher that they sent down for calzone. And they've got some more guys. They have room to trade some of these hitters for pitching if they can find a pitcher. Atlanta Braves, weak rotation, doesn't even matter. Uh, just waiting on a Max Freed return. And one might think with some of these Braves struggles in the back end of the rotation that they would be looking to add Jack Flaherty or Lucas Giolito maybe at the deadline to join Max Freed because all these guys did go to high school together and were on the same team. So it would be interesting to see if the Braves try to unite one of Freed's friends with a team. Chicago Cubbies. Say bye-bye to Marcus Stroman. Cincinnati Reds. Will Benson has played himself into an everyday role. Nice job, Guardians. <laughs> Nolan Jones, Will Benson. This lineup is so good, it's possible they use CES as trade bait for a starter. Four-man rotation right now, and Andrew Abbott's already the ace. Hmm. Colorado Rockies. With the return of CJ Crone, Nolan Jones has been relegated to platoon DH duties. LA Dodgers. Daniel Hudson, one and done, sadly. I was all over him this offseason. Oh, he, he was good when he played. <laughs> That's all I could say. 
Sorry, probably out for the season. Good news for Evan Phillips owners. Uh, goes from a sprained ACL or torn ACL to sprained MCL. James Altman back to full-time playing uh, playing time. Looks like Kershaw should be back after the break too. Miami Marlins. Uh, besides some guy named Dane Myers, this lineup is starting to stabilize actually. Hopefully Jazz can be back shortly after the All-Star break to take that Dane Myers role. Uh, Yuri Perez. This is the big news for the Marlins. He was optioned to the minors to keep the innings down. He is at 84 and a third innings, and the plan is to keep him to around 120 and likely no higher than 140 on the season. That 120 number comes from Craig Mish, who would know as the Marlins insider. Uh, so we may not see him back up until August, mid-August. So it might be a whole month that we just see uh, Yuri Prez stuck down in the minors, pitching two innings here, two innings there. That'd be my guess of what they do, or three innings here, three innings there, just to keep the innings limit down. Milwaukee Brewers going six-man rotation. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you might think that this is prep for a Corbin Burns move. They have not promoted Gasser yet. However, they're only two games behind the Reds. So are they really going to trade Corbin Burns when you're only two games out of a playoff spot? Hmm. Seems interesting. Or, I I mean, this is the thing. If they weren't the Brewers and they didn't just trade Hater last year in a similar scenario, I think anyone would call BS on that. But could happen now. New York Mets, Tommy Pham has earned himself a regular role, and he, he is hitting second on top of it. And if you haven't seen it yet, uh, him throwing out Haseon Kim is pretty funny because he totally baited Haseon Kim into running the third and then just threw him out by a mile. Well, it was by a mile, but he's got a cannon, but he threw him out and then he's like laughing. He's like, aha, like <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Go watch that if you haven't seen it. But um, Mets, I love Ronnie Mercio. There isn't really a spot for him right now. Unless the Mets sell some guys, they could, they could sell Tommy Sam even. They're 18 games out. It's like, might as well at that point. Philadelphia Phillies, Derek Hall is back. Get ready for some back in the lineup bombs. Pittsburgh Pirates, Henry Dale, Henry Davis is leading off now since Jack Swinski is hot again and hitting third, sandwiching Brian Reynolds. David Bednar is super underrated right now. Figure I just mentioned him. Haven't really talked about him all season, but Bednar is awesome. He has been for years. He's just kind of hidden with the Pirates. But he's one of the better closers in the league. So don't forget about Bednar. San Diego Padres, raise your hand if you thought Blake Snell would be the best starter on this team in 2023. Nobody? That's right. I thought so. San Francisco Giants. Patrick Bailey keeps on hitting despite the play skills and BABIP. That spell for a major regression in the future. But, hey, if you need a catcher, you got to get someone. got to get anyone. Two catcher leagues is rough. So even if you know he's going to regress, Patrick Bailey is still a buy. St. Louis Cardinals don't look now, but Dylan Carlson is kind of like breaking out to be an average player in a decently deep league. Probably like six team team plus leagues, but still. I am hoping to see some more Ivan Herrera reps because he has been hitting. Uh, his first game playing was last night. Two hits, a run, two RBI. Wilson Contreras, who? <laughs> Washington Nationals, CJ Abrams is at leadoff, just like this spring. Love to see it. Uh, finally starting to get a little breakout from CJ Abrams. 
All right. So these solo podcasts are hard. It's a lot of solo talking. So I need to take a little drink here as we get into the injuries. Injury notes. Starting pitcher Andrew Painter with the Phillies is getting shut down. He had a renewed elbow discomfort. And uh, looks like they did some further testing, and there's nothing super serious. Not Tommy John serious anyway. But he's going to be sit out sit down for a longer period of time now, which means we will almost definitely not see Andrew Painter this year because the Phillies are not competing anyway. I don't know. Like them deciding not to do TJ at this point might be weird because he's already going to miss the rest of the season and not be ready until next season. So I feel like they almost, they might've missed the window. Maybe they should have just done the Tommy John this spring and he would have been ready to go in 2025. I don't know. Uh, I guess if you have Andrew Painter in a dynasty league, if you have the spots, yeah, it's still hold. But if you have him and he's not cheap, then you may want to move on. Second baseman, Jose Altuve, placed on the IL with an oblique injury, should be back shortly after the All-Star break. Relief pitcher Daniel Hudson with the Dodgers back to the IL with an MCL sprain in the other knee. Sucks getting old. Outfielder Astori Ruiz placed on the IL with a right shoulder subluxation, which could result in a significant sit on the IL, but that is yet to be seen. He could also just bounce right back like Corbin Carroll. I mean, he did hit the IL, though, unlike Carroll. Starting pitcher Cal Quantrill at the Guardians hit the IL with right shoulder inflammation. Andrew McCutcheon placed on the IL with right elbow inflammation and should be back once first eligible about five games after the All-Star break. Tommy Edmond also hit the IL getting a little rest before the All-Star break with wrist inflammation. He will also be back shortly, probably about the same time as Andrew McCutcheon. And last but not least, Drew Rasmussen underwent Tommy John surgery. He's been out for a couple months now. And why the Rays and Rasmussen waited, who knows? Maybe they just want to stagger him in springs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really get it. I think this is Rasmussen's third Tommy John, I want to say. Um... Let me, let me look this up right now. I'm pretty sure I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure Rasmussen has already had two Tommy Johns and that's why he was a reliever for the Brewers. But I can't read, I can't find anything on that. Someone comment to me or hit me up on Twitter if I'm wrong on that, but I think this is his third Tommy John. So I don't know how that's going to go. All right, let's get to my 12 team league waiver ads. I got eight of them for you this week. Numero uno, Colton Kowser. Got some speed. This is a future top-of-the-order hitter, number one or number two hitter. I comped him to a Juan Soto light in my prospect rankings. He is going to get on basic crazy rates. He will probably be a regular 25-homer guy who can ship in about 15 steals during a season with good batting average, great on base. This is a five-tool player you can dream on. Probably more long-term than this season because he's hitting seventh or whatever in the lineup right now, but uh, I expect him to move up the order as the season goes on. I don't see Ryan O'Hearn hitting in front of him for too long. Number two, shortstop Jordan Westberg with the Orioles. Westberg's a very good hitter, especially for a middle infielder. Has yet to show the power at the major league level, but it's going to come. He has 25 to 30 homer power to go, lo- go along with a solid hit tool. Nice multi-position eligibility. He's been Played, I think, five games a second, five third, and he started with shortstop eligibility. Uh, so 
Got to love that. That's going to be great for next year. He's already booked those in Yahoo for next year. Number three, starting pitcher Grayson Rodriguez. Girard has been ridiculous at his time in AAA, getting better with every start. He's ready for a return post-All-Star break, having posted a 23.7% K-minus walk rate, a 2.11 ERA, and a 107 whip in AAA, striking out 12 guys in his last start. Number four, Jackson Winsky. He's hot again. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Doesn't matter. Right now, he's rocking a 236, 365, 524 slash line on the season with 19 homers and 7 steals in only 77 games. The power is for real. This is a potential 35. I've said this a lot. He's like a 35, 15 guy who's not going to hit for average, but that's fine with those numbers. And he gets on base too, 365 OBP. Like this is Kyle Schwarber Jr. with more speed. Like I really like Sawinski. Number five, relief pitcher Adbert Alzale with the Cubs moving up to the big boys list, the 12 team list from the 15 team list. Uh, he's netting a save or two a week. He's the closer, man. Like Mark Lyer Jr., yeah, might be getting a save here or there, but Alzale is better. 25.2% KMS walk rate, 273 Sierra. So he's a legit. He should be owned in 12 team leagues. Number six, outfielder Jake McCarthy with the Diamondbacks. McCarthy started the season as a zombie, but he's come to life. He's not rocking at 254, 321, 367 slash. I know, 367 slug. Ugh. And he has two homers this year. Uh, he's showing power last year. That's the downside, but he has 18 steals in 57 games. So you're looking at about a 50-steal guy right now. Yeah, he's only on pace for five or six homers, so the power that he was showing last year was not real, and my F scores more or less showed the same thing. So I'm not surprised, but speed kills. Go get him. Number seven, starting pitcher Logan T. Allen with the Guardians. Allen ran into a few rougher starts at the end of the first tenure. But with Quantrill hitting the IL, Allen should be back in the rotation very soon. Very good control pitcher. Has room for some progression in the stats that he's shown to date. And number eight, repeat, shortstop Trevor Story with the Red Sox. He's supposed to be ready for your return at least by early August and should be DH at first. Probably won't play in the field until mid to late August based on the reports. So Trevor Story could be back even sooner than that. Go get him if he's available in your league. I think he's only like 55% owned in CBS leagues. I need another drink. Give me a sec. All righty. 15 team leagues. Number one, Reese Olsen. Starting pitcher with the Tigers. Olsen is legit. 20.9% K minus walk. 29.7% CSW. 347 Sierra. Go get him anywhere he's available. This is probably a top 40-50 starter. Number two, Will Benson with the Reds. Since May 15th, when Benson began starting for the Reds again, he has a 341, 439, 549 slash line with seven homers or three homers and seven steals. He's a full time role now. He's not just a platoon role. Should be added in all five outfielder leagues. Number three, Jose Siri. And by the way, these are in order. Number three, Jose Siri with the Rays hitting eighth. Hasn't really done much power and speed in the last week, but still 16 homers, seven steals. 16 homers and seven steals in the season in only 54 games. He doesn't play every day. I don't get it. Like, 16 homers and seven steals in 54 games? Why is this guy not playing every day? Come on, Rays. I know. You're trying to get the most out of him. Prep at. It's working. Number four, second baseman slash shortstop, Michael Garcia with the Royals. Lead off with the Royals. 83.1% contact tool is great. 21.9% chase rate. Also great. Hits the ball hard despite a poor barrel rate. So he 
If he barreled the ball more, this would be a much better player. Garcia has three homers and 14 steals in about 200 at-bats. So uh, you're looking at a 40-steal guy, about 10 homers, 40 steals. You got Whit Merrifield here, more or less. Whit Merrifield Jr., young Whit Merrifield. Go get him. Number five, shortstop Zach Neto with the Angels. Still hasn't played, still in IL, worth the stash. Love him. Number six, outfielder Luis Matos with the Giants. He's getting on base a ton. I think he just got hurt, or he didn't play today. I might have missed something. Barrel rate and power numbers have been terrible, though, in the majors. In the minors, they're good. Uh, plate skills are good. Contact skills are good. This may just be an average hitter. You may just have Stephen Kwan Jr. here, which is okay. I'm okay with that. If you get a 10-homer, 20-25 steal guy who hits close to 300 with great on, late on base skills, that's a good player. Number seven, second baseman, Nick Gonzalez with the Pirates. Um, he's probably in for some regression, though. Contact rate is atrocious. Batting averages right now is all based on inflated Babbitt look. Uh, so, yeah, he's not as good as he's showing right now, but still, it's rough out there. We'll get into my prospects in one second. Need another drink of water. All righty. My top 10 prospects who have not yet been promoted. Number one, Ronnie Mauricio, second baseman shortstop with the Mets. Estimated promotion date is mid to late July. I think he will be up as soon as the Mets clear room for him. He's hitting 302, 348, 505 with 12 homers and 14 steals. Number two, Christian Encarnacion Strand with the Reds, first baseman, third baseman. Also getting those outfield reps now. He's hitting 315, 388, 607 with 18 homers and two steals. Since he's been playing in the outfield, I think he's only had one homer. So we've seen that power slow down a little bit, uh, probably because he's working on the glove. I think he comes up in late July uh, or if there's a trade. So it could be late July, early August. I think we see him. Number three, catcher Eddie Rodriguez with the Pirates. I believe he will be up in early August. He's hitting 258, 342, 390. No power this year. Last year he was showing power. I mean, he's got five homers, only four steals too. Uh, he should be able to do better than that. So... I don't know what's up with him this year. He's he's having kind of a down year, which, you know, I thought he was going to be up very early. I thought he actually had a chance of breaking camp with the team if you were listening to the podcast. So, unfortunately, it looks like we're looking maybe early August for Andy Rodriguez if you need a catcher. Number four, short, or starting pitcher Kyle Harrison. Um, he's just had some rough starts of late. It's going to keep him down. Estimated promotion, promotion date is early August. 56 in the third innings, 18.8 came on his walk, 479 ERA, 156 whip. Dude is strikes everybody out. Too many walks, too much DL Hall in there. Not enough Shane McClanahan. Uh, he doesn't have the bullpen risk like DL Hall does. He's going to be a starter. Like, that's not going to change. But I don't know. Maybe he, he might be more like Nick Lodolo than Shane McClanahan, unfortunately. Stuff is great, though. Number five. And I've heard actually some rumors lately that. Uh, he could come up early, earlier than this. My estimated promotion date in my article was late August, but I've been he hearing some rumors that he could be up even as soon as after the All-Star break, which would be excellent. Uh, so Colt Keith, keep on that radar. Triple A right now, he's hitting 414, 471, 655. That's after hitting 325, 391, 585, and or 16 total homers, three steals. This guy's a hitter. Um, anyway, big-time power, solid hit tool. My confirm is Josh Donaldson, and 
a lot of people hate Josh Donaldson. I'm not talking about Josh Donaldson now. I'm talking about like Josh Donaldson prime, like in his career. So uh, Josh Donaldson was a really good player. Number six, starting pitcher Ben Brown with the Cubs. Remember, Josh Donaldson was an MVP candidate. <laughs> so Ben Brown with the Cubs. Estimated promotion date is late July. I think as soon as they trade Marcus Stroman, he's up probably. He had a good start last time out. 48 two-thirds innings pitched at AAA. 20, he had 20 at AA earlier this year. Uh, he's I got a 19.4 canvas walk at AAA with a 4.81 ERA and 1.5 whip. AA stats were ridiculous. 0.45 ERA and 0.98 whip. 31% K rate. So or K minus walk rate. Uh, so Ben Brown, uh, he may be right. He he's definitely ready to make the majors, and he might not be successful, but um, he he could come up pretty easy right now. Number seven, Jeremy Smith, Alfieler. Justin Henry Malloy with the Tigers. Estimated promotion date for me was late July. I think he's comps to a righty. Lars Newbar, less power though, and less speed as well. Triple A stats, 276, 402, 468 with 14 homers and three steals. I know Newbar hasn't shown the power and speed that I was expecting this year. Kind of sad. Uh, disappointing. Didn't really, I don't know, really. I think the injuries at the beginning of the year kind of mess with him. So hopefully we're seeing a rebound from Newbar next year. But I'm pretty sure that's that's best with him a little bit this year. Number eight, third baseman Curtis Mead with a race. Talking about injuries messing with somebody. He got messed up for a long time, but he is back up at AAA, and he's raking since he's been back up. 260, 328, 442 with three homers and a steal. My estimated promotion date is early August. I think he is now back ahead of Manzardo in the pecking order with a raise as far as call-up time. Uh, Rays were talking contract extension, extension with him this spring, remember. So he's probably first man up with a raise if they make a move. Or maybe first traded. Number nine, first baseman Kyle Manzardo with the Rays. Uh, it's been rough for him. He keeps getting worse. Hitting 238, 342, 442 now. Still hasn't hit a homer in a minute. Early September. I know Raymond talked last podcast that maybe his mom's having some heart issues or something. So I'm sure that these uh, family health problems are weighing on him mentally. Because this is not the hitter that we saw last year. Like, and even at the beginning of the season, he was raking. So this is just the guy that he's been the last two months is not who this guy is. So it's kind of sad to see. Number 10, South Relic, outfielder with the Brewers. Been rough this year for him. Talking about all these guys that we're talking about, these rough starts, a lot of injuries, South Relic injuries. But I think he's still going to come up sooner rather than later. Probably like I've got him early August. My comp is another Stephen Kwan type guy, like Luis Matos. 238, 326, 311, triple slash with a one homer and six steals. So we'll see uh, when Frella comes up. I have on here honorable mention Heston Kierstad, Connor Norby, Zach Galoff, Sedane Rafaela, Alexander Canario, Joey Loperfito, Gordon Graceffo, Cade Povich, Mike Vassil, Tyler Soderstrom, Mason Wynn, Justin Foscu, Connor Phillips, Jonathan Classe. Evan Carter, Chase Hampton, Mick Abel, Noelvi Marte, Brooks Lee, Kai Wei Tang, Nick York, Drew Gilbert, Ty Madden, George Valera, Robert Gasser, Jorbit Vivas, Mason Montgomery, and Andrew Painter, who has moved to the back of my honorable mention thanks to said uh, continued injury. Promotions or graduations from last week is just basically Colton Kowser. So got Colton Kowser up. And the deep dive, if you wanted to listen to more information that we are providing on the Fantasy Baseball Podcast, check out our last podcast. 
where between the three amigos, we have a fun little chat about uh, who is real and who is fake based on first half numbers. And we'll wrap this up real quick as I try to find a place to watch this futures game, which is starting in one minute. Uh, moves that I made this week, TGFBI added $2 Zach Neto for Aaron Hicks. CBS Memorial Magazine League, I added $0 Will Benson for Brady Singer. Anu Podcaster League, I added a $1 Reese Olsen, a $1 Ben Joyce, a $1 Mason Wynn, cutting a $2 Miles Michaelis and a $2 Adam Duvall. Fantasy Baseball Invitational, I added a $2 Yankee L. Fernandez, a $1 Jacob Mizurowski, and a $2 Ryan Bliss. All three guys looking forward to watching this futures game here. Uh, cutting a $1 Adrian Morihone, a $2 Adam Duvall, and a $1 Louis Varland, which was actually a pretty tough cut for me, cutting a Varland there. And uh, that's going to wrap it up, more or less. I don't have a Raymondism because I'm not Raymond, and I want to watch this Futures game. So we will see you, or you will hear me, I guess is more accurate, uh, next time, around Wednesday, Gabe and I are going to be doing a real or fake pitchers version and again we're gonna play dynasty would you rather so it's gonna be a fun podcast next time thanks for checking this one out hopefully this information was useful for you i know i talked a lot uh that's what happens in solo pod but this is a shorty so hopefully you you enjoy and it's valuable content to you anyway enjoy the futures game enjoy the home run derby don't enjoy the all-star game because it sucks and demand better from the mlb thanks see you next time peace